want to scare anyone. But I'm going to give it to you straight about Jason. His body was never recovered from the lake after he drowned. And if you listen to the old timers in town, they'll tell you he's still out there. Some sort of demented creature. Surviving in the wilderness. Full grown by now. Legend has it that Jason saw his mother beheaded that night. And he took his revenge. A revenge that he'll continue to seek if anyone ever enters his wilderness again. And by now, I guess you all know, we're the first to return here. Five years, five long years, he's been dormant. And he's hungry. Jason's out there. Hello, everybody, and welcome back to First Friday, uh, the limited run three renewed series where we go through each film in the Friday the 13th franchise. And uh, joining me again is Claire. How's it going, Claire? Hi, guys. Very good. How are you? I'm doing great. Uh, I just finished a Coke Zero, so I have a little bit more energy, which is always amazing. Helpful. Yeah. <laughs> uh, it, it, it's one of those things, you know, uh, classic Americana image of Coke, only now it's zero sugar. So that was not a Even better. for Coke Zero. But yeah, we're, we're here to talk about Friday the 13th Part 2. Uh, part film, 2. Film that uh, spoilers really just abandons almost everything in the first film <laughs> uh, and uh, starts us on the path of what this franchise will ultimately become, which is Jason Voorhees as the killer. Um, and it was interesting because you were mentioning how, yeah, you were surprised that the first film, you know, you think of Jason and he's the hockey mask wearing killer. Mm. He's not really the hockey mask wearing killer in this. Um, still no hockey mask, no. Still no hockey mask. We're getting closer, but still no hockey mask. I do like that yeah. this... I don't think it was intentional this way. I think it just happens that's... But I do like that there's a slow transition to, like, well, here's Baghead Jason. And then we slowly <laughs> get to him with the mask. And uh, He was finding his way. He didn't know what was going to work for him. So, you know, he was trying to bag first. And... Why do I imagine he was, like, trying on different heads or um, masks or whatever in his little makeshift shed he does and he's like no that's not gonna work <laughs> looking work. in the mirror just no a bag will do for now with one eye hole a yeah. bag with one eye hole is perfect i feel like i just wrote a funnier die sketch of jason just trying on different masks in his shed and being like no that's not gonna work so i would love to see that um but yeah we're, we're here to talk about friday the 13th part two uh a movie that uh yeah is just i i like this one the, the director uh, essentially said in uh, the behind the scenes for this that he essentially was remaking the first film but making it better and I would say that he succeeded this movie is uh, it flows a lot better there's some better editing the characters I find a little more enjoyable and I find there's a little bit more dimension to them uh, yeah. Ginny is probably one of the better final girls in this entire series um, 
it's definitely got some pitfalls and i will we'll get to those later I, i'm curious what you think of the ending in particular because the ending is is one that uh, a lot of people get irritated with but uh yeah this is yeah. this is definitely a film that uh divides some people and you know definitely okay. uh in terms of the ending at the very least but i think everyone can agree this is just a just a, just a good old time all around um but yeah the definitely a better movie than the first one for sure for sure um but to sort of go through the brief plot overview uh alice essentially is uh sort of uh, in her home somewhere and uh jason has tracked her down and you get this very sort of odd shot like the scenes in this are just really weird where she's just walking around her home and it just goes on for quite a long time um, really scary the way the camera just kind of follows her around and you are kind of constantly expecting something to happen so it is it is great from the get-go with that kind of camera work yeah yeah and so, i was so happy to see alice back in it again i was scared they were just going to kind of abandon her and we'd never follow up with her so yeah. even though she does um dive quite quickly and Dobby got to see her again yeah and i think it's always sort of in horror movies, it's like, well, your villain is only as terrible as when he disposes of the hero from the previous film. So, uh, <laughs> you know, way to way to show that Jason is uh, definitely a uh, terrible person. Uh, he's, he's finishing off his mother's work, you know. Exactly. Yeah. Uh, I always find it funny though when she gets out of the shower, she opens the shower curtain, she almost looks surprised that the camera person's there. Like, she's like, what? 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 Yeah. Um, that was a scary moment actually yeah yeah well you're kind of expecting the shower curtain to open and jason to be there her to be dead or mm -hmm. um you're definitely not expecting a severed head in her fridge no i mean jason probably thought this is a party i need to bring something i know <laughs> <laughs> i just might oh. imagine that jason's just this very oh. childish you know person that just doesn't know better so he probably just thinks oh i'll i'll just bring my mom's severed head that's what people bring yeah. to the party right alice, alice would enjoy that alice knows who my mom is i'm sure she'd like to see her again so like i just put her in alternate reality is that jason just just does all this because he just thinks that that's what people do at parties he's like yeah people <laughs> people just scream at parties right casual um, yeah uh and then it picks up five years later uh with paul uh opening up the camp and him opening a counselor training center which i thought was kind of interesting because i'm like i i what training would you have to do to be a camp counselor like know how to chop some wood and look after and they never actually do get around to training which is which is sad they spend a nice day on the lake swimming they go out on the town and that's about it yeah he's like, yeah, yeah i don't know what exactly they were gonna get around to but it's a it's a nice idea, you know. He's trying to have well trained counselors. Yes, uh, and um, yeah, there's a, a bunch of bunch of them on there, and we kind of get introduced to quite a few of them. Um, Sandra and Jeff, uh, two of the counselors, they decide to go off, and uh, they find um, a dog. So Muffin, the dog, is a source of constant confusion throughout this movie because they find him, they find Muffin dead in the woods. And then yeah. later, later on in the movie, Muffin just randomly appears and everyone's like, oh, Muffin. And I'm like, wait, what? Muffin was 
Buffin, Buffin was like in the woods there, not looking that great. Buffin was clearly, clearly dead in the woods yesterday. Yeah. So either there's two, either Jason bought a replacement muffin, or there's just there's just some weird weird errors in this movie. But uh, won't get too nitpicky. But uh, yeah, after Jeff and Sandra venture out, they get in trouble and they are forced to stay behind with a few others. And uh, a bunch of the other counselors just leave, and they are the luckiest counselors in the world because they they there's like at least like probably 20 or probably like 10 15 20 of them or something like that and a whole bunch of them leave and uh the rest stay behind the rest are uh not long for this world but uh the ones that leave they 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 are spared essentially and i was like wow this is luck of the draw for them no idea how lucky they are oh yeah exactly yeah um yeah and then uh slowly but surely jason does his thing uh, but meanwhile, you get some insight from Ginny as to who Jason might be and what his motivations may be. And I think it gets a little sort of uh, revisionist history and kind of changes a little bit. But I, part of me doesn't mind too much. I mean, I guess it kind of makes sense mm-hmm. to get up Jason as the killer that you'd have to sort of change things up because she essentially says, well, what if he saw his mother die? So that would mean that he wasn't actually dead like his mother thought he was and that she, he was just hanging by the pool, you know, uh, I don't know, drinking honey by a pond or something. Like, I, it just, it, part of like, oh, that doesn't make, make much sense. But, um, yeah, and then Jason, uh, with his burlap sack, starts to uh, kill each of the counselors one by one. Uh, and then you get a final uh, sort of... Uh, encounter with Ginny and Paul and uh, Ginny manages to essentially incapacitate Jason by pretending to be his dead mother uh, which is a theme throughout this entire franchise where people will try to pretend to be Jason's mom and he just he falls for it every time he's like that looks like my mom Uh (laughs) (laughs) she's she's wearing mom's jumper so it must be her a very smart idea from Ginny though I was very proud very smart quick yes. thinking i i don't know what i have thought of that in the situation if that was me no and it makes sense that she's like a child psychologist or she's training to be one so it sort of makes sense yeah that she sort of has that mentality uh so she would kind of know what to what to do in a given situation so um but yeah um yeah and that's uh, pretty much it except for the ending which is where uh jenny ask where's paul and we don't get an answer as to what happened to paul uh to this day fans deliberate as to what happened to paul did he survive was he killed did he manage to get kidnapped by jason he used as a sex slave like there's tons of different ways it could go um but we still don't know to this day what happened to paul which i think is one of the more irritating parts of this film it certainly as i'm watching it i'm like you know, Jenny goes, what happened to Paul? I was literally yelling at the screen. I'm like, what did happen to Paul? Like, I need to know. I, you know, someone give me some answers here. Um, okay, we're back. So, we're back. Yeah. Um, what, what worked for you in this, Claire? What was uh, firing on all cylinders for you? So, I did really love that we got more of the characters. We got more depth. Uh, I really enjoyed Ginny as a character and as we were we were kind of saying she she was super smart and when we saw her 
So yeah, Ginny was a super smart character and I really loved when we could see her kind of empathizing with Jason. It gave us like not only a backstory to her, but a bit to Jason as well. And it did really make sense that she was going to be the final girl, the final character again. Mm-hmm. Um, I also really liked the kind of prolonged time period. It wasn't just over one night, even though it was only a few days. We definitely get, did get to spend more time with the characters and, and they were more developed. Mm-hmm. And then even just Jason being in it finally, even though it's kind of confusing in the in the last movie, he was a, a child, uh, like a weird child monster. And in this one, he's now a man that's been living in this weird shack in the woods. Yeah. Um, that jump is confusing, but um, I mean, I did like that it, that it was him that was the killer this time. Yeah. Uh, he, absolutely terrifying when you finally did go in the shack and see the kind of shrine to his mother. Yeah, it, uh, you have to sort of abandon a little bit of logic in how he went from like being 13, 14 years old to being uh, probably like what looks like mid-20s at this point. Yeah. Um, but yeah, he uh, he definitely ages up quite a bit here. Um, but uh, yeah, that's kind of the thing with this movie. I feel like if you sort of start to overanalyze it, it'll literally hurt your head because it's just, yeah. it's, it's a lot to sort of take in. Um, but yeah, this, this movie, um, is, it's, it's one of the more entertaining ones. I'll say this, like, it's very fun and the characters are having a great time. We're having a great time. Uh, a lot of the characters are, uh, pretty well fleshed out. I mean, uh, Mm -hmm. oddly enough, like, I feel like there wasn't too much of a romantic subplot in the first film, aside from Kevin Bacon's character. But in this one, like you have Jeff and Sandra, you have Vicky and Mark, and uh, you have Ginny and Paul. So you have like a few sort of romances going on. And I, I kind of like that whole like summer love sort of thing. Like Yeah, like, summer romance. Yeah, like they're having their fun. Some of them yeah. like, last the summer, <laughs> literally and figuratively. But, uh, it, you know, it, it, that's certainly something I like about this. And I think sometimes these movies really do focus on like one pairing of characters as like your leads and then sort of forget about a lot of the others. But this one does a pretty good job. Like uh, Jeff, uh, Jeff and Sandra are, are, have some pretty interesting moments together. Uh, Vicky, you know, she, I don't know. I always find the, I, I find the Vicky character to be hilarious because when she offers Mark a, a smoke of uh, marijuana, you can tell she just doesn't know what she's doing. And she's like, toke and the way she says it i'm like oh you have never smoked weed in your entire life uh, but uh yeah it's uh she's, she's a cute character when she goes off and gets ready and she puts her like sexy brown underwear on that's a great scene i don't know if i've ever heard she's sexy, really cute sexy brown underwear <laughs> before, they're definitely but, uh, not sexy at all but i love that she thinks they are she is owning it 100 percent. oh yeah vicky is probably one of my favorite like girls in the franchise because you know she's going for it like she's committing to getting after mark Mm -hmm. she's making her moves yeah yeah and she's pretty attractive too like i kind of like her look in this like she's she's very attractive and uh just Mm -hmm. you know spoilers for uh favorite character but mine is funny enough um vicky because i just think she's, she's, she's so cool um but yeah it just all around too like this is this is just more entertaining. This is a very polished up version of the first film. Uh, yeah. It's not perfect, but uh, it's still 
very entertaining. Um, and yeah, Baghead Jason. Funny enough, there's a lot of people who prefer Baghead Jason over the hockey mask. Uh, I don't know if I do. Baghead Jason is definitely scarier, I feel. So I can see why. Yeah, and I think if you're treating this like a rural sort of him being out in the woods, I think a Baghead look is a little bit more synonymous with that sort of setting. The hockey mask mm -hmm. always kind of feels a little weird, like... Who, you know, Where did he get the hockey mask? Oh, we'll find out in part three. Oh, okay. Yeah. Exciting. Yes. Um, but <laughs> it always kind of feels to me like it's a little bit more fitting of the setting that he would have a bag head over his head. So for sure. Um, I hold. Right. Yeah. We were discussing this before we started recording, but why does he not have two eye holes? He, why? Know, he put in all the work for one. Like it wouldn't be that much work to just do that again on the other side he's just making it so much harder for himself honestly yeah although i guess he's deformed so yeah yeah is one of his eyes a bit why is he deformed even do we know that or do we eventually know i well he was born that way so like uh. yeah so uh there's there's even comics for this franchise and uh there's one called pamela's tales which is actually very interesting <laughs> it's like a prequel and sort of shows Pamela and her being with an abusive husband and uh, wow. Jason being the apple of her eye and yeah he he was born sort of deformed like that so oh okay yeah uh, but I can't imagine being underwater like that would help either uh, probably not no no uh, so what didn't work for you in this movie uh, I guess, as you've already touched on, just probably the kind of confusing jump from the first movie to the second movie. Uh, it's it's almost like it's it's not a sequel. It's its own kind of standalone movie. And I definitely do get when you were saying that they just wanted to make it like the first one, but just do it a lot better. That definitely does make sense. It, mm -hmm. They both feel like separate kind of standalone movies. Mm -hmm. um, obviously, with a lot of the same themes. Um and, and it is a great movie. Probably another thing that maybe doesn't work is just it is a bit repetitive of the first film. And the, the kills are better. There's more thought put into them. But you do have that kind of continuous cycle where it's like, well, now it's nighttime and these are the people that need to be killed. And Jason's just going to take them off his list and just go after them one by one. And we just have a constant loop again of suspense and murder, mm -hmm. um, which the movies are, are all about. And But I do appreciate more thought being put into these kills they are a lot more interesting in this one yeah for sure even you know the i don't know what his name was in the the guy in the wheelchair that uh mark even him kind of rolling backwards downstairs and the oh. guy that was hanging upside down and the kind of the bear trap oh yeah that was yeah uh, yeah um there's like quite a creativity to the kills here um, yeah and even with Mark, like, oh, it always, it always gets me every time when he's like Vicky, and it's like, no, that's not. Oh, Vicky. it's not Vicky. He's just calling out for the girl he likes, and uh, oh, Vicky's busy getting into her underwear, <laughs> brushing her hair. Those not so sexy brown underwear. Uh, oh, awful. <laughs> but hey, back in 1981, that might have been a style. I want to believe that that was the case. <laughs> True. Um. Yeah. Um, yeah, so what didn't work for me? Um, mm -hmm. probably the biggest thing is the ending. Uh, there's never, yeah. 
there's never any clarification on what happened to Paul. Uh, I've even gone through and tried to get information in part three, the which takes place the day after this film. Uh, there's oh, a news okay. report where they kind of say how many people are dead, and it doesn't quite include Paul. But then it's like, well, if they can't find Paul and he's not dead, maybe he's missing. I don't know. It's it's a whole thing, but. It is because kind of- we were definitely kind of sure that Paul was dead, and then all of a sudden he just randomly shows up in this shack, which yeah. was great. Perfect time. I don't know how we knew they were there or what was going on, but he's kind of magically alive. And the same with Muffin, just kind of pops in. Yeah. Um, yeah, because the movie basically uh, ends with uh, an unmasked Jason bursting through the window and grabbing Jenny. Yeah. Uh, and then that's it. It just cuts to uh, her being loaded into the ambulance, and you don't know what happened to Paul. Uh, I mean, we assume maybe Paul would have helped Ginny escape Jason. Maybe he died while doing that because she's obviously still alive, yeah. even after Jason grabs her. But yeah, yeah, it is a very confusing plot point. Yeah, um, and there was a ending that they had uh, where. Uh, G- or it would have cut to Pamela's head, and uh, it would have winked like the eye, like the uh, the head would have oh. winked, sort of alluding like, "Oh, Paul is Paul is not there anymore." But and, you know, I I think it's safe to say at this point, Paul Paul probably did not survive it. But probably it's just, not. It's just interesting because he kind of becomes a bit of a main character, like he's mm-hmm. up until the end, and I think the movie sort of just kind of forgets about him which is unfortunate because i kind of like paul in this like he's kind of one of those characters who um like you know he, he seems a little sarcastic and a little kind of dry humor but uh he gets along well with Ginny, and they have a good rapport yeah i mean he's kind of Ginny's love interest almost so you kind of yeah. think the two of them might get out till the end yeah which uh unfortunately that relationship probably wasn't meant to be but uh yeah uh and then also as well yeah some of the story beats just don't add up those don't bother me as much for some weird reason i think because mm-hmm. it's like well they had to get some they had to get to this movie from part one somehow they, they do their best to explain it but i mean if you were to really analyze this it probably wouldn't make sense on any sort of logic so uh you sort of have to <laughs> almost just sort of go well that was that doesn't make sense, and I have to kind of be okay with that because. But it, we'll just go with it anyway. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and yeah, that's uh, pretty much it um, mm-hmm. for what I didn't like. Uh, favorite kill? Do you have a favorite kill from this movie? Mm, they are all quite good. I would say maybe Vicky is my favorite kill. Mm just because i love that she kind of so the the couple what are their names jeff and sandra jeff and sandra have like the last movie with kevin bacon they've gone upstairs had a good time um they're both in bed uh both murdered and then i love that vicky went upstairs she's kind of looking for them calling out their names god and you see two kind of figures in the bed uh, you think it's both of them lying there dead and then Jason pops up and you realize Jason has just randomly been like lying in, in bed with Sandra's dead body mm-hmm. and then just kind of goes after Vicky. So I like that kind of, um, <laughs> I don't know, I thought that was 
that was an interesting um way for him to be waiting for Vicky. Uh, yeah. That was probably one of my favorites. Yeah, for sure. Um, and how he just pops out of bed. It's like, oh, was he just waiting in that bed that entire time for yeah. somebody to just check on him? <laughs> yeah, I mean, did he know Vicky was going to come back? Or was he just like, oh, just lie down, have a little rest? Or don't know um, what exactly he was up to. I want to imagine that he was trying his best to hide and then he just thought somebody's gonna come come here eventually and then i'll get them when they come here smart uh, smart boy yeah you know he, he's got his moments he's a he's, yeah. he's got some tactics um <laughs> yeah I, I think my uh favorite kill would probably have to be uh marks going down the step uh, yeah that's just so great because and it's probably one of the longer kills too. So a lot of the kills mm-hmm. they kind of cut them off just a little bit before you get any level of satisfaction. But this one, it goes on a little bit longer, and you see him go down the steps for quite a ways, and you're like, oh boy, like that's that's not good. Um, and I just like how they incorporated that in, where it could have just been that he got cut, but they sort of go, well, he's in a wheelchair, so what's gonna happen? If he gets cut. He's <laughs> what's gonna, the worst thing that could happen to him? He's gonna start rolling down uh, some steps. Yeah, um, yeah, and you know, I I think that was a a case of somebody with a morose uh, sense of humor on the team probably thinking, well, you know what, <laughs> we can't just kill him; we have to go and have him going down some steps as well. Oh yeah. Um. So yeah, uh, definitely though the least favorite kill. I didn't put anything for least favorite, but it's got to be the one where the girl screams and then it just jump cuts to them in the bar, and then you see her later, and it's like, oh. Oh yeah, <laughs> I, was that the girl that that went guinea dipping alone yeah. at night in a haunted lake? Yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, terrible life choices, but um, and that yeah, the the guy that was up in the rope had been kind of watching her. Yeah, he, he was kind of a creep in this. He the- was a creep. Least favorite character for sure, even more than Jason. <laughs> you know. I've- there's certainly times in this franchise where there's characters where I'm like, I kind of want Jason to take you out. Like you're just not yeah. Like oh yeah. I I didn't feel sorry for him. Let's no. just put it that way. Me neither. <laughs> um. So yeah. But yeah, that was annoying. She kind of came back, finds him dead, starts screaming, and then we just kind of see her body slumped later on in Jason's shack, and we're like, oh, so she did die. Mm-hmm. I wasn't sure if she'd just been kind of running around the woods, but um, I guess not. Yes. And that was, um, Muffin was her dog, I think. Yes, Muffin was her dog. Yeah. I always just know her because her she's got that seam where her jean shorts are so high up that her, her butt's Yes. Up. Um, yeah. It's also really sad, too, because uh, the writer of this movie and the last film, or the first film, recently just passed away like, this past week, so... Um, oh, wow. Yeah. Oh. Yeah, so, Ron Kurtz, so... Um, he doesn't return for the third film, but yeah, he mm-hmm. uh, came in to spruce up the first film, and he had a pretty big hand in writing the second film. So, mm-hmm. um, yeah. Props um, to him. He did a good job. Yeah. And I think, again, you know, this would have been a tough task to basically go from the first film to what they wanted to do with this film. Mm-hmm. So they did what they had to do, and, you know, you kind of get it out of the way, and you just move on. And I think by the time you get past some of the logic of it all, you're like, ah, this, this is, I'm just having so much fun. Like, but you almost sort of forget that it's uh, not quite working the logic department, so. Yeah. 
Um, so oh, wow. Who was your favorite character in this? Mm, I'm going to stick with the loving the last girls alive again. I'm probably going to say Ginny. I really like Ginny as a character. I thought she was so smart. Yeah. Um, even in the kind of ways that she was trying to escape Jason, obviously acting like his mother, putting on putting on the jumper and I really liked the kind of scenes where she was in the bar and she was being really sympathetic I thought she was probably the 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 deepest character out of when she shows up in her in her old car and she says her car is sick I thought she was just a really cool character and we Mm -hmm. got a lot of depth to her as well Mm -hmm. and um delighted she survived yeah. Uh, hopefully, it's it's not the same as as Alice in the third one, but we'll see. I guess we'll see. Mm. Uh, yeah, Alice definitely was not long for this world. So, no. um, yeah, my as much as Ginny is one of the better final girls in the franchise, I really do like Vicky in this because she just goes for what she <laughs> Vicky wants. Vicky is great. Yeah. yeah. Oh yeah, she's making her moves. I love yeah. it. Yeah, she knows exactly what she wants, and mm-hmm. she wants Mark. Um. <laughs> And that's pretty much it. So, um, yeah, <laughs> yeah. No, she she's a fun character, and she's uh, it doesn't hurt that she's very attractive as well. So, no. Uh, um, so yeah, I definitely. Uh, but Jenny, I mean, Jenny's got a lot going on. She's she's making some moves too, you know. And obviously, she survives uh, mm-hmm. you know, the end of this movie. So, um, yeah. Okay, I think it's time to. Uh, Give this uh, a machete rating out of 10. What would you give the part two? Definitely better than the first one. Um, I'm going to give it seven machetes out of 10. Okay. Uh, I'm going to give this slightly higher uh, than you this mm-hmm. time. I'm giving it eight machetes out of 10. Uh, Amazing. Is this one of your favorites of the 12, do you think? Yeah, it's definitely up there for sure. It's not my yeah. absolute favorite, but uh, it, it's up there for sure. And uh, I like it when these movies are having fun. You know, I think for being horror movies at their core, yeah, they should be scary. But I think when Friday the Thirteenth is the most the most enjoyable for me is for when it's it's having some fun as well. And uh, this film is still fun. It's still a fun movie, even if there's still some horror going on and some creepiness. Mm-hmm. So it's uh, something that I keep thinking, like if I'm going to rewatch a Friday the 13th movie, part two is you can do a lot worse because it ends up being mm-hmm. just a fun time to rewatch. And uh, obviously I think you get a lot of the iconography of the series, sort of like, you know, Jason hunting people. And so there's a lot to sort of laying the groundwork for what these films would ultimately become uh, in this, mm-hmm. which is uh, fun to watch as well. So, Mm-hmm. excellent well i can't wait to watch the third now yes uh yeah so check us out threeingrenerds.com we're threeingrenerds the titular podcast uh we have tremble the horror movie podcast we got quite a bit of stuff there for you to check out uh until next time where we talk about part three bye for now bye